The 469th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all of your favorite SGPN podcast contests and picks. Just type SGPN into your app store today to download America's number one DJN app. Hi ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 469 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Obviously, 469 has to go out to Billy Madison. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is our second half of our UFC 296 preview. We're going to do all the main card pay-per-view portion fights today, and then we will do our locks, dogs, props, parlays, all that fun stuff at the end of the show. So stick around to the very end. And if you haven't listened to yesterday's epic episode we broke down all nine prelim fights so make sure you get that in your ear holes and or your eye holes before uh the fights roll around on the weekend as well let's bring in the co-host the co-conspirator the one and only daniel gumby vreeland hello do you know i think you you dedicated episode 69 to billy madison as well is it it happened i haven't matured and i haven't matured in 400 episodes since then so there you go. It's perfect sense. Good for you. Good for you. Never Good change. for me. Never change. <laughs> Hashtag never change. Uh, thoughts on the main pay-per-view portion of the card, Gumby? I mean, a good one. A uh, lot of prospect dumb uh, about to cash over, I think. And, uh, you know, one title fight I was really pining for and one title fight I didn't want at all, but is at least <laughs> very intriguing stylistically. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Very, very true. Um, should be a, a fun fight card. Uh surprised with any lines on it or not? Everything no, they're they're right up, they're right about where I thought they'd be. Okay, cool. Let's get cracking, shall we? Um, we'll start with the this fight. This episode is gonna fly by after doing nine fights last uh, last episode. This one's only five, so it's gonna be a a quick breeze through the main card, uh, unless we get in an argument about a fight. Who knows? Maybe the first one, who's to say? Welter waits. Vicente Luque versus Ian Machado Gary. The man does cause a lot of arguments, Mr. Machado Gary. Um, tell you about Luque first. The silent assassin does not cause any controversy. He's a silent assassin after all. He's 22, 9, and 1. 11 knockouts, 8 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. 15 and 5 in the UFC, 1 and 2 over his last three. He did win his last fight. 1 and 1 in the Ultimate Fighter. Used fight at middleweight. 2009 pro MMA debut. Into reach on Gary. He's barely outstruck his UFC opponents. Plus 0.02 is the strike differential. Plus 290 is the number on the board for him. Ian Machado Gary, the future. People have other nicknames for him currently, but he's still going by the future. 13-0, seven knockouts, one submission. He's won six straight fights. Was the Cage Warriors a champion before this? Four inches height, six years younger than Luke. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by point three. Sorry, not point plus three point zero nine strikes per minute. So very impressive there. Minus three forty five. Um, cannot take Gary. Not a huge fan of, of the number um, or any number that high. But I will take him. Luke, even though he did win his last fight, there got to be concerns about the damage he's taken. He had brain issues, and he's getting up there in age. Plus, Gary really has not shown any reason not to pick against him at this point. He seems to 
be improving with every fight um leading up to the, the future nickname so give me uh give me gary here but um i'm probably gonna shy away from a line this pick I, i've been a gary hater for a really long time uh, <laughs> yep. and, and even i'm gonna say first of all he's getting more hate right now than he deserves oh yeah not uh, yeah like, none of it's like, don't get yeah, really attention to it but yeah yeah i mean like and, and don't get me wrong he's like trying out to do the brash post-fight interview thing yeah yeah, and, stuff yeah. and like but like not 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 to get this much you know like <laughs> no. he's he's not any cockier than like you know we've seen from brian kelleher in post-fight interviews right like, <laughs> like boom like that that's uh that that's pretty mild in my opinion so i i as far as stylistically i, I like ian gary in this fight quite a bit and and really all i need all i needed to do to remind myself why i like ian gary in this fight is that vicente luque had a lot of trouble with RDA in the first round of his last fight. And RDA is not a long welterweight, right? Like no. RDA has fought it lightly. And in addition to that, the things that bothered Luke in that fight were the length in the kicks of RDA. Like RDA went up top with head kicks in that first round and did very good. He also backed Luke down to the cage a bunch of times and let go. And <clears throat> I, I think that is a really alarming sign when you're about to fight Ian Gary that like, the length and pressure in head kicks of a lightweight gave you a lot of trouble. Um, and, and yes, Luke, a did then eventually build success and win that fight fairly easily. But like if, if he gets hit by Ian Gary, is there going to be a later? That's the big question. And, and I don't know the answer is yes. So I, I'm going to go with Ian Gary here. Yep. Gary is the pick. All right. No disagreeing thus far. Uh, Lightweights, Tony Ferguson versus Patty Pimblett. We better not argue here, but who knows? Gumby is uh, a Ferguson lover. You never know. El Kuke is 25 and 9. El Kuke? El Kukui. <laughs> I know. I always, say, I always say it wrong. I know. El Kui is uh, 12 knockouts, 8 submissions. Uh, he's been knocked out twice, submitted three times, 15 and 7 in the UFC. He's lost six straight fights, three straight via finish. He's not won since June of 2019. Uh, used to fight at Welchweight 3 0 in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of that season. Uh, was a regional champion 2008, was his pro MMA debut. Was a wrestling champion as well in college, an inch of height, three inches of reach on Pimblet. More active landing strikes than Pimblet is. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0. 0.72 strikes per minute. He's at plus 250. Patty the Batty Pimblet 20 and 3 20 3, six knockouts, nine submissions. He's been submitted one time, four and all in the UFC. Three of those were finishes. Six straight wins in seven of his last eight. He was a Cage Warriors champion, also a regional champion. He used to fight at Bantamweight, which is hard to believe, and Featherweight, which is hard to believe as well. Uh, used, he has missed weight a couple times in the past. 2012 Pro MMA debut, 11 years younger than Ferguson. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0. 0.71 strikes per minute, minus 300. Gumby? I, I, I hate this, but I'm going to take Patty Pimblet. <laughs> Pick against your boy. Do it. I I I really don't like doing this. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know that there's ever been a fight that we've picked on this show that I've wished I was wrong on more than this one right here. <laughs> Especially um, who he's fighting too. Yeah, I love Tony first, <laughs> and you know what? I spent a lot of time doing some mental gymnastics that tried to get me to pick <laughs> Tony Ferguson in this fight. But the bottom line is, is what's the worst thing about Tony Ferguson at the moment? Uh, he can't take a hit. Anymore? He can't take a hit. That's 100% it. His chin's not there anymore. 
Um, the, I think, you know, probably before the Michael Chandler foot to the face, but like definitely after the Michael Chandler foot to the face, you like have to be concerned about where this dude's chin is. And I, I don't think Patty is the prospect the world seems to think he is. I don't even know that he's the draw the world seems to think he is. Nope. But like one of the things you have to give him is he does seem to hit pretty hard. Um, and, and with Tony, like, could Tony do some things that give Patty trouble early? Sure. But unless you think Tony is going to take him out in the first, like, what is his path? Like, he's going to be tired. I mean, I guess he's training with David Goggins now, who I Googled after. Last, <laughs> you know after who Monday's it is now. Show. Okay. Now I know who David Goggins is. So, like, yeah, maybe he goes in and, like, does a little bit better cardio-wise. But, like, he's still not going to outwork him. If you don't think he's going to sub him in the first, I just don't know how he wins this fight. I think he winds up taking one here and getting knocked out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Pimblet is, is not a prospect. Um, first of all. Um, but yeah, he's, he's better than Tony Ferguson at this point as well. So, uh, USC knows what they're doing, making matchups like this. So, uh, Pimblet, Patty, the baddie is the obvious pick here. Probably, probably via finish. We'll see. We shall see. Um, when we get to the prop time, perhaps. All right, let's go to another, perhaps another squash match on the card. Welterweights, Shavkat Rachmanov versus Stephen Thompson. We'll tell you about Wonderboy Thompson first. Age before beauty, 17, 6, and 1. Eight knockouts, one submission. He has been knocked out one time, so he's very durable. The old man can take a, take a licking. Uh, he's won one of his last three, three of his last five, three of his last seven. Uh, won his last fight via TKO against Kevin Holland for what that's worth. 2010 Pro MMA debut was a kickboxing champion before this, a mythical undefeated a million and zero kickboxing champion. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.16 strikes per minute. He's at plus 475. No respect. No respect. Uh, Nomad is Rachmanov's nickname. 17 and 0, eight knockouts, nine submissions. He owes us rounds. He's won five and 0 in the UFC. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamepodcast.com slash store. Inch height, two inches reach on Thompson, 11 years younger than him. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes, and better grappling stats than Wonderboy. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.84 strikes per minute. Minus 549. Obviously, Rachmanov is our pick here. Sorry to see uh, Thompson get done like this, but yeah. He's, at this point in their careers, he's he's better than Thompson uh, at anywhere this fight goes. So um, Rachmanov is, is a killer and he's fighting an old, old guy who uh, who's going to get a beating sadly. So uh, Rachmanov's the pick. Well, and I think people have kind of said, you know, the thing that's always been great about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is his flashy striking and his ability to keep range and his ability to just sort of like strike fear into people's eyes yeah. and, and force yeah. them to work from range. Shavkat is not afraid. Shavkat is not afraid of whatever he's going to throw at him. Shavkat will close the distance. And if this happens in the clinch, on the ground, uh, in the pocket, whatever it happens in, those are better places for Shavkat. Um, and, and, you know, not for anything. I, I love Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I've been a huge fan for a long time. He, he's not a guy who's still knocking people out at this time. You know, that win over Kevin Holland was cumulative. It was not that big concussive blow that he had when he was ripping up the welterweight rankings. He, he's kind of more of a guy now who has an outfighting style and it tries to stay, you know, sort of pick and prod and move. And I just don't think that that's a real path to victory against Shavkat Rachmanov. I think Rachmanov is going to get in his face. It's gonna He's going to force him to fight dirty. And I don't know that 
40-year-old Stephen Wonderboy Thompson can fight a gritty fight anymore. I don't know that that's anything he could have won a long time ago or anything he can win now. So, uh, yeah, give me Shavkat. Does Thompson beat him in his prime, you think? I, I mean, like, Even... the, the Thompson that went in there and had, you know, an absolute war with, with Tyron Woodley, maybe. Like, that Thompson, that Thompson was really unbelievably good because he knew range. He could get himself out of clinches. Uh, he was going to take your head off every time he kicked you. And he's he's just not those things anymore, right? Like I I don't have faith that he will work out of a clinch with Shavkat Rachmanov here if he winds up in one. I think he's going to eat an elbow and pro- possibly get taken down. Um, you know, like ditto for you know anytime he does land a kick, I I don't think he's going to be landing some like big concussive kick here on Shavkat Rachmanov. Nope, those days are over sadly. So yeah, Shavkat is the pick here. As well as Underdog Fantasy, that is always our pick. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA, they've got it all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You got to play for us, Gumby. Yeah, they've they've got their uh, UFTC 296 stuff up right now. One of the the projections that jumped out to me, they got Tagiru Lombokov on there, and they've got him... Higher or lower than one and a half takedowns? That's not takedowns conceded. That's him yeah. scoring takedowns. <laughs> uh, so definitely lower than that. I don't think he's going to take down Cody Durden even once. So yeah, give me lower than a than one and a half takedowns on Tagiru Lombikov. Well, his name does end in Ov, so maybe that's what, what it's based off. You never know. Um, all right, watch along. See if Gummy's right. Make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Nothing but title fights here on out. Uh, we got a flyweight championship in the co-main event. Alejandra Pantoja versus Brandon Royal, a rematch. I'm going to tell you about Brandon Royal first. Raw dog, 15 and six, five knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He owes us to some finishes. He needs to be finished. Uh, five and two in the UFC. He's won three straight. Before that, he lost two straight. Uh, he's won two straight fights via finish. He's not lost since August of 2021. That was to Pantoja, the very same Panjo- Pantoja who submitted him. Uh, Roy Val was the LFA champion before this. Used to fight at Bantamweight, one known World Series of Fighting as well. 2012, excuse me, pro MMA debut, four inches height, one inch reach over Pantoja, two years younger than him. He's out, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.82 strikes per minute. He's at plus 163. The cannibal, Alejandra Pantoja, 26 and 5, eight knockouts, 10 submissions, never been finished in a fight. These guys both owe us a finish here. Um, he is 10 and three in the UFC and he's a newly crowned champion of the world. This is his first title defense. He's won four straight fights and five of six. He's not lost since July of 2020. Went two and one on the ultimate fighter. He's got multiple reach championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports gambling podcast.com slash store. Uh, 20, 2007 was his pro MMA debut. So he's been around for a while. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes than Roy ball as well. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.6 strikes per minute. Minus 190. Go ahead. I'm going to go upset here. I'm going to go raw dog. Uh, I, I I want to attribute a lot of that first fight to the fact that raw dog 
was coming back from a hellacious injury and he did so way too quickly. Um, that, that fight came, I want to say it was eight months after he fought Brandon Moreno. Um, and in that Brandon Moreno fight, he, he looked like he was doing well right until he was taken down, landed on his shoulder, clearly came out of joint, winds up with like a weird dislocation TKO. Um, <clears throat> all really upsetting, bounced back too quick, didn't seem to be himself. Because let's face it, one of the things about Brandon Royval is when he's striking, he looks deadly. When somebody tries to grapple him, he, he's got great, great, great scrambles, great scrambles, easy for me to say, great scrambles, and he, he gets back up when he doesn't, isn't scrambling. You know, like great, great scrambles, he gets back up if it fails, he's got good submissions. There, there's so many things he does well on the ground. In that fight, he just didn't, which to me just looks like he's rusty. Since then, I mean, he went out there and absolutely tooled on on Matt Schnell. He's looking great right now. I think his striking is even better than it was when he first started. That's always kind of been, even though I love his submission game, that's kind of been his best attribute is his Factory X, you know, brand striking. I think he's going to hang with Pantoja better on the feet than he did the first time. I think the scrambles keep it on the feet, and I think Royval uh, upsets him here. I disagree. Pantoja is my pick here. Uh, better fighter all around has beaten the man before. Um, and when you look at who Roy Ball has beaten to get to this point, it's not very impressive. Matias Nicolau, that one's okay. That's impressive. One. A he, fin- good he finished it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Match now, Rogerio Bontaram. Yeah, it's all right, but it's not uh, the top of the food chain guys that Pantoja has, has been facing. So give me uh, the incumbent to get a successful first title defense. Well, this, I, I have to say, this is impressive that uh, Roy Ball is actually fought his way to a title shot. I, I didn't see this happening for him. Can, I can thought he was just going to be a can, fun, a fun fighter. Can I just say like, you're going to, you're going to give all those wins for, for <laughs> Roy Ball and you're not going to say Kai Kara France by submission. No, like, I didn't he go back that far. Kai, yeah. He submitted <laughs> Kai Kara France after hurting him on the feet too. I might add. <laughs> that does not help my uh, argument. Does it, does it going to be? No. So why <laughs> no, would I, no. why would I do that? Come on. Um, anyhow, uh, we are disagreeing on that one. Let's uh, go to the main event. Don't think we'll disagree here, but we shall see. Welterweight, just the welterweight championship of the world. Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Chaos, Covington, seventeen and three, four knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, twelve and three in the UFC. Loss, win, loss, win over his last four. He's not fought since March of twenty twenty two. That's a big thing for him. He's not lost since November of twenty twenty one. Twenty twelve pro MMA debut, grappling world champion, wrestling champion in college. More active landing strikes than Edwards, better grappling stats than Edwards. Uh, he's outstruck his UC opponents by 1.05 strikes per minute. He's at plus 140. Rocky Edwards, 21 and 3 with one no contest, seven knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. 13 and 2 with one no contest in the UFC. He's the champion of the world with one successful defense on, on his uh, resume so far. He's won three straight and uh, he's uh, won, he's got 11 and 0 with one no contest over his last 12. He's not lost since December 2015. Was a regional champion. He's fought at middleweight. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Three inches height, two inches reach. Three years younger than Covington. He's outstruck his opponents by 0.4 strikes per minute. Minus 155. Once again, incumbent. Give me the champion. Uh, Edwards here. Um, Covington will be able... Probably. Uh, we haven't... Basically, we haven't seen him. Enough of him recently to really know. But I'm assuming he, he'll still be able to put a pace on, on someone. But... Um, Edwards is more dangerous, more active, and seems to be improving with every fight while Covington hardly ever fights and uh, and probably uh, reached reach his peak a few years back. So uh, give me Rocky Edwards here. 
Yeah, when you're at this age and you've spent this much time away, the biggest thing that's that goes wrong is like your timing, right? Like yeah. it, it's the thing that takes the most time to come back. If you don't, if you say ring rust isn't real, that that might be true. Like pure ring rust in the way that like most people discuss it. Sure, Dominic Cruz, maybe that's not real, <laughs> but timing is. It takes people a while to get their timing going again. And Colby Covington is kind of a guy, particularly early in the fight, who needs to make you fear his timing and how much he can hit you, right? He tries to put a pace on people early, get in their face, make them get sick of getting hit. And the thing is, if he tries to get forward in Leon Edwards' face here, Leon's timing is going to look way better. He's going to crack him on the return. Um, It would not surprise me to see Leon Edwards put this dude away in the first, just because... First of all, we've seen Colby stunned by a guy who hits a lot less hard than Leon Edwards, right? Kamara Usman, I think we can all agree, does not hit like Leon Edwards does. And we've seen Colby Covington cracked by Usman, and we've seen Leon Edwards be the kind of guy who can sort of surprise you on counters. So if Colby Covington comes forward trying to throw his massive volume, trying to get in your face early... I think he's going to have trouble with being countered and being countered brutally right off the bat. Now, obviously, I think the thing that plays into Colby's favor and could go wrong for Leon Edwards here is unlike Usman, Colby will shoot 850 takedowns if he needs to. But I don't know necessarily that that's a path to victory here against Leon Edwards because if he gets cracked four or five times on the feet, Scoring a takedown where he doesn't throw any punches on the ground isn't going to win him the round. We've seen it with the judges lately. They're not giving guys that round. It will definitely give him a reason to piss and moan and complain that he didn't get a fair shake. But I don't know that it will win him a decision on the cards if he goes that route anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to go Leon Edwards here. All right. There you go. I will recap our picks, but don't go away because we've got more picks coming for you. All right, both have Edwards. Both have no, sorry, we don't, don't both have uh, this next one. I have Pantoja, he has Roy Ball. We both have Rachmanov. both have Pimblet, and we both have Gary. So you're picking a couple of your favorite fighters here, Gumby. It was, it was not easy. I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah. I'm wrong on... Uh, actually, I, I don't mind the Gary quite as much as I used to. I think maybe the no. hate he's getting from people now makes yes. me like him a little more. Yep, it's true. It's true. He's sympathetic now. Um, all right. Tell you about Hall of Fame bats, and then we'll give you our fancy picks. Uh, you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bats, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bat with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bats revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame bats to craft more intelligent. Data-driven parlays, download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use code SGPN. Get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Okie dokie. Locks, dogs, props, parlays, all that fun stuff. I Is it your turn to start, Gumby? Yeah, I think it's my first time. Okay, no, no, you, you, you went last time because I almost tailed every single damn one of them. Right, um, it's true. Yeah, go ahead. For my lock, I'm going to take uh, Irene Aldana. I think Carol Hosa is in over her head here from a striking department. I don't think she's going to get enough of the grappling going. I think the number on Aldana is actually kind of nice, right? It's like negative 200. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I like Irene Aldana here. Uh, give me uh, Rudy Rude Boy, uh, Randy Brown at minus 250 over the king of Kung Fu, Muslim Salikov. Uh, if you want to hear a full breakdown of that, listen to our prelim episode, the last episode we just did before this. 
That's nice. Um, I'm going to go for my dog. I'm going to go. Uh, let's take Cody Durden. Uh, Cody Durden. Uh, I, I just think he's going to out-wrestle Tagiru Lombikov. I think he's going to do enough of it, and he should win a decision here. All right, Durden is your pick. Mine is one that you don't agree with. Uh, give me Lucas Almeida over Andre Feely. Uh, I explained yesterday how why uh, why I liked him, a better striker on a uh, funny guy who's, who's on a bit of a skid. So I think he's worth the gamble at plus 145. Uh, and then for my dog, I'm going to take a, a guy we both like here. I'm going to take Shamil Godziev. Uh, I'm going to take him by knockout. I, I think Shamil Godziev by knockout is plus 250. I like this. Uh, I mentioned on yesterday's show. I like the straight punches. I like the way he attacks. Uh, yeah, give me him landing one to that big old skull of Martin Boudet. That big old skull. So Gaziev knockout. And what was the number? Uh, two fit plus two fifty. And you cut out of. You always cut out when I ask you for plus two fifty. <laughs> and once again, yelling makes the internet connection better. Thank you for yelling. Um, give me Patty Pimblet. I, I got kind of. Uh, I chicken out here. I'm taking him inside the distance at plus 115. I was going to take him via knockout, but I could Gross. see him see a bag and tag. I could see him knocking down Ferguson and submitting him. So um, inside the distance plus 115. But obviously, if you feel better about, you can get good numbers for TKO and uh, or knockout and good numbers for submission. Uh, they're at plus 350 for knockout and plus 275 for submission. So if you have a bigger set than I do, then then you can make those plays instead. Do you feel dirty right now? <laughs> no, I I, I just feel gross. Kind of it's that great. I I never never liked Tony Ferguson to begin with, so I never thought he was that good. So uh, take that. You're take a Tony. That. You're a Tony Ferguson truther. <laughs> I am. It's true. No, I, I guess I guess he was good, but he used he got used up on his on his uh way to a title shot that he never got. So yeah. I just think he was never like the thing about him is we saw we see a lot of guys getting better as they go to the title. I think he was already his maximum during that run because he was already 33 or, you know, like something like that. Like he was already, he was already at the wrong end of his aging curve when he was reaching a title shot. Wasn't exactly fighting uh, safely either. So yeah, um, that will happen. All right. Um, Hungry Man John, Super Fan Parlay, a two fight parlay. Let's end the year with a winner here. This is the last one of 2023, Gumby. Give us a give us a good winner. Yeah, I'm going super dogs here. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, first, um, I'm going to take Ariane Lipsky. Uh, I mentioned I liked Ariane Lipsky before. She's a slight underdog in her fight. I want her by decision because uh, she's not, nobody's finishing that fight, right? Nope. Uh, plus 250 for her on decision. Nice. And then I'm going to pair that with Cody Durden, my aforementioned, uh, my dog pick. I'm going to take him by decision too. Uh, I'm seeing that at, at plus 215. Uh, you're going to pair those together. You're going to get plus 1002. <laughs> All right. Just snuck it by our plus 1000 or higher uh, pick. So Lipsky decision, Durden decision, plus 102. They're your super dogs of the card. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode and you'll enjoy the fights. You can enjoy it with us. Uh, if we show up in the discord, hopefully we'll be there. Normally we're in there. It's uh, sportsgumbypockets.com slash discord. Uh, Twitter, Gumby will be posting stuff about the fight all night, fights all night long, I'm sure, on our Discord. Uh, sorry, on our Twitter, SGPN MMA. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer there and on Instagram. I've got a Substack. Enter my pick'em contest uh, for free on there. It's moneymma.substack.com. Get your picks in for UFC 296 and win stuff. Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. Tell the folks who's on it this week, Gumby. 
because you don't want to say Oseyuman Oye Molan. Um, so he'll be on. He's fighting at LFA on Friday night. Make sure you check out that one. And then uh, I've also got Dustin Jacoby, who's on the prelims this weekend. Yes. Excellent. I just saw on our Discord. Um, I thought Ian Gary was pulling out of the fight, but he's not showing up for the media day, is what they say. So another reason for people to hate him even more. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great heel move right there. <laughs> it is. That's a bold move, isn't it? Um, yeah. All right. Um, SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Obviously, you want to go there and SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday with a recap, and we'll uh, count all our money, and we'll uh, recap uh, how we did on the year. Gumby's actually going to get to do a victory lap here. Um, we'll do all that on Sunday, but take us home, Gumby. All right, I'm Dana Gibby Freeland. He's Jeff Kooky Fox, and we <laughs> will see you on Sunday.